Marcus. Yo, Marcus. Oh, right. what are we doing, Luke? What are we watching? How much blood is coming out of this man? What the hell just happened? What are you looking at? Darkness? Yeah, darkness. The head went all the way in. I knew that was coming out tonight. Welcome to the Review to Death podcast. I'm Marcus. And I'm Luke. It's a special occasion for us. For those that don't know, we started with written reviews, and tonight is number 100. Luke posts them on Imager, and you can find the link in the description. So our 100th review deserves something special. So we hiked it out to the theater to see Halloween Kills. That's right. Uh, one of the, the rare times that we've we've got uh, ourselves to a theater to, to watch one of these uh, or, or just watch them together at all, you know, ever since uh, 2020 happened. Uh, we live in different states. So most of these movies, we just sort of watch together online. And then when it allows, we can, uh, we meet at a movie theater. Yeah, that's right. We, we used to do this quite a bit before we started doing any of this, even before the reviews, we would just, we, you know, we, we call them our, our special nights and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh we we drive out and it was it's about an hour from my place it's about an hour from marcus's place and uh we, we'd meet at a uh this this movie theater and when we watch movies and afterward we, we'd have a couple of beers and um and some wings or, or burgers or something a good time uh for our <laughs> for this special night we saw halloween kills was it a worthwhile movie for a special occasion Man, I, I hate to say it, but but no, and it, it bums me out to say it because I was, you know, obviously I'm, I always look forward to uh, the two of us hanging out, no matter what, even, even if we're not watching a movie. But yeah, with this being the 100th review, and and you know, again, being one of the the rare cases where we could, you know, watch a movie together and then po- podcast about it uh, afterward. Yeah, Halloween Kills, it let me down, man. I was I was very disappointed ultimately, which is a bummer. I really wanted to like it. Yeah, I, I got to agree. This movie was a bit of a mess. The story was an afterthought. It was just a collection of violence, really. Yeah, basically, man. It's a bummer because this is a continuation of, of Halloween from, from 2018, which I really enjoyed. I, I thought it was good. It was probably it was definitely the best Halloween movie probably since Halloween H2O, which... God, when was that even released? A long time ago, you know, or, or maybe, I don't know. I guess there's something to be said about the Rob Zombie ones. That there's definitely redeeming features about those, but uh, I like that one better than those. So I was pretty excited about Halloween Kills, uh, you know, with the same same team behind it. You got, uh, you know, David Gordon Green coming back as a director. You know, he, he also co-wrote it with Danny McBride and another guy, Scott Teams. You know, I've been looking forward to this for for over a year because this was supposed to be released in 2020. You know, obviously COVID put an end to that, and they and they you know smartly moved it to to this Halloween, and it's it's making bank. It's it's doing a lot of money. Here's where I fucked up. I completely forgot that they did another Halloween a couple of years ago. I it just completely missed it. I I'm pretty sure that I probably remember it when it came out and said, oh yeah, I got to see that, and then just totally left my mind. So you can imagine my confusion as I'm watching Halloween Kills and it picks up right where the other one left off. I was in for a night of not knowing what was going on. 
<laughs> yeah, I had no idea you hadn't seen the other one, man. I totally assumed that you had. Uh, yeah, I would be fucking flabbergasted if I would have started watching <laughs> <laughs> Halloween Kills, and then you know the, the house is already on fire, and, and Lori's in the ambulance, and everyone's bleeding, and the, you know characters are dead that you didn't even know. We'll jump in, in right into the the uh, spoiler part of our podcast here. So if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want to know about it then go see it and come back to us later. But as Luke was saying, and this movie literally jumps right back in. So I, I, there's people like on the ground. I'm just assuming that, I'm just assuming that, oh, the movie's doing something different where it's just jumping in right in the middle of Michael Myers fucking people up. Uh, but no, guess not. <laughs> yeah, I would have been incredulous. Like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> so uh, here's... And I'll preface this real quick by saying that the original Hollow, not the original, but the the 2018, the one that this is a continuation of, that was supposed to be a standalone movie. That was the original plan. Uh, but that movie made a ton of money and uh, they did not spend a lot of money making it. So you know what that means? It means automatically greenlit a trilogy. So, you know, Halloween ends, comes out, I don't know, probably next year or the year after that. That might be the reason why the story suffers as it as it is because uh i feel like they just they weren't ready for it like oh we gotta we gotta write you know two more two more movies worth of story now what this one does uh and the previous one did which was interesting is it completely uh ignores all the all of the sequels uh after after the first movie after the 1978 original which i'm fine with i'm fine with that because most of those sequels are just not that great Right, I'm okay with it too. Although I am a, I'm pretty partial to Halloween too, the one that takes place in the hospital. I, I like that one quite a bit, but that's beside the point. So anyway, Halloween Kills continues on to Halloween from Halloween 2018. It starts out strong. It's a, it's a very cool intro. Uh, 2018 Halloween ended with uh, Michael getting trapped in uh, Laurie's house, which was the whole plot from the beginning. That was her whole, whole plan. Uh, it's actually sort of believable that this could just be. Uh, a standalone movie is because I you the movie starts and you just sort of assume that like Michael Myers has been chasing Laurie Strode for years, which he has been. And it's plausible that a movie could start with like the confrontation between those two already have happened and the house is on fire. And so in my head, as I'm watching this movie, I was like, oh, I wonder if they'll tell that tell us about that later. And they sort of do. They do like a little bit of a flashback. So I guess that left me satisfied. I was like, oh, okay. I guess they had a fight, you know, not not remembering that they made a whole movie about it. Yeah, if, if you haven't seen the 2018 Halloween, you're you're gonna be I don't no matter what, you're gonna be lost. It's it's like getting thrown right in the middle of a of a story, and that's not where you want to start. Michael Myers is making his way through Haddonfield and Jamie Lee Curtis and her daughter and her granddaughter are on an ambulance and they see like the firemen going the other way and they're like, no, let them burn, you know? Turns out they really should have because uh, they get there to, to put out the uh, the fire at Lori's house and one of them uh, enters the house. The floor has already been burned away quite a bit, so he falls through it. Michael quickly kills him. Uh, oh, dude, his... he kills him brutally. Straight yeah. through. He leaves a crater in his face. Yeah, yeah. the kills in this this movie are, are one of the, 
that's something that is is as good as in the other one. It, it's great. The kills are awesome. And then yeah, he he comes out of the house like a fucking badass uh, in slow motion, and then flames all around him, and he's still got the axe in his hand. This is the coolest scene in the entire movie. I'm gonna yeah, tell you think- right now. It happens towards the beginning. It is the coolest scene in the entire movie because, you know, they got the slow-mo and uh, Michael's walking out of the front door just like, you know, like he owns the place. And yeah. uh, his design is really good. Like the mask looks really good. Like they have a good amount of like burn burn on the side of it. And it looks really good. And, you know, the the actor that's playing him really moves well. Yeah, Burn, burn Michael is a, is a cool new look. I like I like the new look a lot. You know, Michael's loose again. You didn't even tell him what he does to the firemen that are outside of the house. Oh, he fucked them up real good. <laughs> all, of, all of them. Uh, every single one. Yeah, there's like, I don't know, what, like 10 of them out there. Yeah, all and of they, them they, without, they... without without pause. And it's like, it's like, it's almost like, it's almost comical because it's like they're setting up for a showdown. Like Michael's coming out and he's standing up and it's still in slow-mo and they cut over to the firemen and like each one of them is like getting their weapon ready. Whether it's like a pickaxe or like a saw, yeah, it's like they're getting ready to go to war with this dude, and uh, and they do, yeah, and they lose, they lose horribly. Yeah, they, yeah, Michael just shrugs all that off and just murders them all in horrible ways. Yeah, Marcus is right. It's the best best scene of the movie by far. It's all downhill from here, you guys. The next thing that we do is they introduce uh, three new characters. They were characters in the original 1978 movie. But unless you're a huge fan of like the halloween universe and you know the ins and outs of it you're not going to remember any of these people yeah i've seen halloween 1978 a lot i, I love that movie but i i didn't remember tommy doyle or marion chambers or or you know or lindsey wallace it didn't do anything for me and and so introduce this this trio or i guess there's, there's four of them there's another guy named lonnie elam they're celebrating the 40th anniversary of michael being locked up well you know little do they know that he's on his way back to haddonfield to you know to, to get it all started again you know they're in a bar and it's they're doing a halloween costume thing and you get a couple of like new characters to the movie this uh doctor and her husband who's a nurse you know they they're sort of befriend you know like this 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 older you know this older generation these people that have had this running with michael myers you think these two characters that they've just introduced are going to be major characters and that's where it runs into the first problem with me because when they introduce these characters you know there's a couple things that happen and then they die shortly afterwards i mean we'll get to that part but it, it, they're really only in the movie for about 25 minutes it's basically they're, they're introduced and they're, they're killed off and and you know, in gruesome ways. And they're, again, they're good kills, but, you know, we barely know these guys. Marcus and Vanessa are their names, but who, you know, who cares? It doesn't matter because, you know, we don't get to know them. Honestly, um, I, I, I couldn't even have told you that those were their names because I don't remember them actually saying their names in the movie. Everybody except for, I think, one of them gets gets killed. They, 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 they learn about Michael's back in town. They call the firemen. So they, they, they quickly form a posse. Tommy becomes this ringleader, basically. And he uh, gets to, gets the whole town in a, in a tizzy. Gets everybody all riled up. You know, he starts yelling or chanting, you know, evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Gets everybody all riled up. And then, you know, a, a few vigilante cars. Well, I guess the one, right, at first. Yeah. just leaves and, and and that's the one that's got the majority of our new characters who, who very quickly get killed by michael it's like okay and then you're done tommy is played by anthony michael hall who does play the part really well he really fits it he's got a good look he's still a good actor you know say what you want about him and you can make fun of his uh 
his past is, you know, like the Brat Pack back in the 80s, but he plays it well. He definitely looks like the type of guy that would get a mop going. (laughs) (laughs) And and he does. The other thing that the movie's doing at the same time is they follow uh, Lori and, uh, you know, she's got an emergency surgery on her her stomach because she's got all these wounds from the previous movie. And then uh, she ends up sharing a room with uh, another uh, 1978 survivor. And that's... Hawkins. Uh, Officer Hawkins. Yeah, Deputy Hawkins, who was uh, critically injured in in the the 2018 movie. And that that whole stuff doesn't go anywhere. Uh, No, I mean, he basically just talks like... He throws in one little thing about how he felt like he could have ended it back in 1978 by shooting him, uh, but he didn't. The, well, the he movie's stopped, already he stopped Loomis. He stopped Loomis. Oh, well, that's from right. Shooting. He stopped the doctor from doing it. But the movie's yeah. already established that gunshots do nothing to this man. So it it goes back on its own rules. The movie like takes like gives you rules and then takes them back. Definitely. And one little word about Deputy Frank Hawkins, and this is something else I had in my in my negative column, as as it may. The movie starts with a with a prologue, and it's it's pretty much all about Deputy Hawkins and how uh, it's right after the 1978 movie, you know, when Michael falls off the balcony and they look down and he's gone. It's about the, that pursuit and how, you know, how Marcus said, you know, they had a chance to kill him, but but he stopped Loomis from doing so. And in the process also shot and killed his partner. Uh, and the movie kind of sets it up like Hawkins is going to be maybe the, the the main character of this one which would have been cool i would have been fine with that but he isn't he's stuck in this uh, whole uh, uh hospital room with laurie the entire movie and uh, they kind of like bond over past traumas and i mean i guess it's kind of cool character building but uh, that's pretty much all it is and then the rest of the hospital stuff takes a weird weird turn Hawkins, Deputy Hawkins doesn't even get like closure to a storyline either, because once the movie's over, it never goes back to him. I forgot he was in the movie by the end of it. The hospital, again, Tommy comes back, Tommy Doyle, uh, Anthony Michael Hall, and he, you know, he's still on his his vigilante crusade against Michael, and now he's got this like whole mob of people all riled up with his uh, "Evil dies tonight" chant. An escape mental patient shows up at the hospital. Is obviously. Right use and like the mob just automatically assumes that it's michael myers without his mask despite the fact that like this guy is super old super out of shape and can barely move yeah he's like short fat and uh he's one of the escape mental patients from uh either 2018 when mike when michael uh gets free in the bus crash yeah, the, the movie, that movie kind of showed us a bunch of these mental patients kind of running off into the woods. So he's one of these guys. And uh, yeah, the, the crowd just buys into it. And like, again, the guy looks nothing like Michael, even even without the mask. And they, they uh, you know, they, they chase him up into one of the upper stories. Lori's daughter, Karen, played by Judy Greer, uh, she tries to save him. And then she can't because he jumps off the you know, because he's freaked out. He's got a whole mob of people after him, and he jumps out the window and lands on his head in a super gory fashion, and that's the end of that. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, move on to the next uh, vignette. And that's kind of how this movie goes. It doesn't make much sense. It's just one kill to the next with mu- not much thought of uh, how to get there or why there or why even Michael is killing some of these people. I guess ultimately what, what was his mission was to get back to his to his house his original house so he can look out the window that was the whole point so he could something he could... maybe this they said something about his reflection 
Yeah, so but, he can be introspective about himself. I don't know, man. Yeah. So like out of <laughs> uh, you know, out of after all these random killings by Michael Myers and the whole Tommy Doyle mob murder of this, you know, this mental patient who ends up throwing himself out the window. Michael Myers is basically just trying to make himself your get himself back to, you know, his childhood house, which is now inhabited by the other part of the movie that I did. I did enjoy. It's these two characters named Big John and Little John, but it's like sort of reverse, like the littler guy is uh, called Big John and the big guy is called Little John. And they're this couple. They live in his house and they've uh, sort of, you know, they've made it their own. And when you see him for the first time, their Big John is dancing to this song called Stop, Look and Listen. It's Halloween by Pete Antel. And it's uh, it's perfect for the scene. It's yeah, pretty he's, funny. He's smoking a joint. He's yeah. fucking grooving. Singing along. Uh, you could tell you could tell these characters were heavily influenced by Danny McBride. Yeah, if that scene wasn't written by Danny McBride, I'll I'll I'd be very surprised. <laughs> Cuz yeah, Big John Little John are great characters. There's this this very very fun, very cool couple who are into Halloween. But yeah, their their story is so far removed from the rest of the movie. It's uh it is not until the very end where, you know, when Michael, because you know he'll get there, he gets to the house where he gets tied into the rest of the movie, and they just get killed off really, really quickly, and that's the right. end of their. Yeah, he just time. shows up, and there's like no doubt. I mean, they have no chance, and it's just it, and it's like you question why? Why do you even have the characters then? I mean, I get maybe it's a little bit of comedic grief, but you don't really need it either. And I don't know. I mean, I guess it's like they just I mean, again, I, I appreciate any movie that tries to, to build characters. Um, and it was cool to get something of that, some of that here with Big John and Little John. But it was just a weird choice to, to have these guys be the ones that get character development. Well, a lot of the other people that are, you know, we think are going to be our heroes don't. And it's just uh, I don't know. It was it was a weird choice. And that's where that's where sort of the final act of the movie happens is in that house, because um, one of the 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 original four, you know, survivors from the 78 attack, Lonnie. Right. That's right. Lonnie goes back there with his son. They're killed immediately. I, I mean, Lonnie literally is in the car and then he runs inside. You hear a sound and his son walks in and he's dead already. Yeah. Well, Lonnie, this is. And again, one of the things that was just driving me crazy throughout the movie, because, you know, we, we've watched a lot of horror movies. We've seen a lot of characters do a lot of stupid things in horror movies. But, man, this movie is like one thing after another. And this is just exemplified by, by Lonnie here, who's like, you know, I got a gun. I'm going to go and get him by myself, even though he's killed like 30 people already. It's like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> Why? Don't don't do that. So, yeah, he gets murdered immediately. And then Lonnie's son goes in there and he gets murdered immediately. Immediately. And then, <laughs> uh, and then Laurie Strode's granddaughter shows up, gets attacked. Mm-hmm. And then Laurie Strode's daughter shows up, gets attacked. But they do lure Michael out of the house where fucking Tommy Tommy's waiting with his mob again. But again, not not before they had a chance to like really, you know, fuck Michael up. They had him down. She had the, the pitchfork and then uh, she like jabs at him once. And then, you know, put, you know, puts it down. And of course he gets up. Oh yeah, that's done. My job's over. I stabbed Michael Myers once with a pitchfork, not to mention that he's been shot over a hundred times in the last three hours. No, this pitchfork will do it. Right. Like I'm I'm used to this kind of stuff from horror movies from like the sixties and seventies and stuff and eighties, I guess. But like, man, I, I, I expect a little bit more, I guess. 
even though it is a Halloween movie in 2021. But, you know, maybe that's just me. So Strode, the daughter, lures him out of the house and Michael Myers gets surrounded by the mob. They just like come down on him and fuck him up. Yeah, real bad. They they, they beat him. And then uh, their mistake is, again, stopping beating him <laughs> because uh, as soon as they stop beating him and a few of them disperse, uh, you know, Michael jumps right back up and man it's killing time again but they give you one of those false endings again so it's like after he's done you're like oh yeah he's dead they go back to the house and you're like there's a whole bunch of cops there you know you're gonna question like how this happens later there's like a whole bunch of cops and firefighters and police officers outside the house uh laurie strode's daughter like walks up to the room that they've used throughout the movie where michael myers was like standing and people are looking at the reflection as that's happening it's like cutting back over to like michael myers waking up and just killing everybody that tried to kill him in the mob and then all of a sudden michael's behind laurie strud's daughter and kills her yeah he kills karen which sucks because i like karen especially in the 2018 and then this movie she again not much to do except to mess around with that that random mental patient but i like that character so it sucks seeing her go the strodes um, aren't in this movie a whole lot jamie curtis is jamie lee curtis is maybe in this movie for 20 minutes yeah they get sidelined big time and that, that's my probably my number one beef with this movie is that the the movie steps away from the strodes and we get introduced to a, a bunch of you know not as interesting characters because in the 2018 one of the cool things about that movie uh one of the main cool things about that movie are the strodes it's uh you know you get the the you know grandma grandma strode jamie lee curtis uh her daughter karen and then her daughter allison they all kind of team up even though they kind of have like they don't really get along but they team up and then defeat michael like that was a cool movie like that's a movie i could wrap my mind around and it it holds water and this one is just all over the place well I know what your answer is going to be, but I'm going to say, give me your final thoughts on Halloween Kills. Man, it's disappointing. I, I, I guess, in the, you know, in the grand scheme of Halloween sequels, it's not that bad because there's some real bad Halloween movies out there. And this one is, you know, it, again, it's shot well. It has the money behind it. It's got some great gory kills, some funny moments here and there. But it's just, uh, yeah, it's just cohesively, it's, it's it's a mess. It's like you said, man, like as you, you leaned over and told me, this movie's a fucking mess. And I'm like, that's exactly what this movie is. Yeah, I have to agree. Uh, disappointment is the best word for it. I, I really wanted it to be a bit more. Uh, you know, maybe that's on me for setting my hopes too high. But yeah, I, I'm disappointed, disappointed, but uh, <laughs> I got to fix something and go back and watch uh, Halloween from 2018. Yeah, you definitely should. That movie is is pretty great. It, it's got a couple of things that are weird about it, too. But uh, that one, yeah, that one is solid. I, I, I definitely would recommend you watch that. It is now time for Guess the Movie Title, the game where one of us picks the movie and tries to get the other one to guess the title. It's my turn tonight. Uh, Luke, uh, strap yourself in for this one. I'm strapped in. Let's do this. Luke, this movie is uh, was made and released in 1989. Join us as we step back in time to meet the Queen of the South Sea. She seduces men into bed so that she can devour their penises with a serpent that lives inside her vagina. <laughs> all right the queen is just about to claim her 100th victim when the man is able to capture her vagina snake <laughs> what the fuck thereby renders her powerless 
And as you can imagine, the Queen of the South Sea is not too happy about that. So she puts a curse, not on the man, not on his family, not on his would-be daughter or son. He puts a curse on the man's great-granddaughter. Later, in the present time, an anthropology student named Tanya is possessed by the spirit of the queen. Tanya then goes on a murderous rampage. Can she be stopped? Does she she want to get her vagina penis back? Or <laughs> vagina snake? <laughs> a vagina, vagina snake back? <laughs> that would be my guess, is that this Tanya lady is the man's great-granddaughter. Okay. Who has been possessed by the queen of the South Sea. And wants her fucking vagina snake back. Clue number one. And unlike past uh, clues, clue number one is going to give you a lot. And it's only one sentence. And you're going to know exactly what I mean when I say it. This movie was made in Indonesia. No oh boy. <laughs> All if right. you are not familiar with Indonesian movies, horror or otherwise, you need to watch the documentary that they made. What's it called? Is it called like Mondo Extremo or something like that? I think so. I Clue number two. The woman who plays Tanya, her name is Barbara Ann Constable. She was told that the movie would only be released in Indonesia. And this is a big reason why she agreed to do it, because the script is so fucking weird. She didn't think it was going to be for an international audience. Surprise. Um, <laughs> surprise. Uh, this is her only film credit. Okay. She's like, fuck this shit. <laughs> clue oh, clue number three. Okay. And for clue number three, I'm going to need you to rack your brain and remember some really famous 80s movies that came out over here in America. All right. This movie, continuing in the tradition of international horror movies, borrowing heavily from American movies, and by borrowing heavily, I mean pretty much copying exactly. This movie shares a number of scenes and some of its title with its American counterpart, such as when Tanya is first possessed, she has to get clothes from a couple of gang members because she wakes up naked. Terminator. There is a shootout in a techno bar. Also and Terminator. There is, and there is a massacre in a police station. So Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> so so you rightly guessed Terminator. Now, what if you wanted to say that this Terminator was female? What would you say? Would I just call it female Terminator? Girl Terminator or she Terminator? Close. <laughs> Close. It's Lady Terminator. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the first thing I wrote down for my guest was Queen of the Penises. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, that, oh, that would be, that'd be a great I, I am going to send you this trailer because it's a must watch. I, you know, um, now that you mentioned it, I, I think I maybe because it's from that documentary we were talking about. I, I think they, they featured it there, right? I think they did. It's one of the ones that people like. The trailer says it all. I'll leave a link to the trailer in description. Yeah, it's a must watch. So it's another movie to add to our list and pretty much cements the fact that an international edition of Reviewed to Death is coming in the future. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. We got to at least dedicate. I mean, we could do months and months. I mean, it's it, that'd be awesome. I'd love that. The Review to Death podcast is written and produced by the both of us. We release new episodes on Mondays and Fridays. Thank you to Groove Witness for the use of their music. You can find them at GrooveWitness.us. Check out our written reviews at the link in the description and follow us on Twitter at Reviewed to Death. Thank you for listening. And Luke, before I tell you to tell us what's coming next, just wanted to thank you for going on this journey with me. A hundred reviews and a podcast in and I'm having a blast. 
Hey man, absolutely. As as am I. This is fantastic. I, you know, here, here's to a hundred more. Uh, it, you know, it, it, this is great. I'm having a blast. Wouldn't do this with anybody else. So coming up next, we're watching Hunter Hunter. That's pretty much all I got. Later, Gators.